Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. So uh, this is side A of the record. This is where we go over a topic that I picked this time, and then we get to hear everybody else's choice track based on that topic. Uh, so I we kind of go we've kind of gone into like artists that were younger and, and stuff like that, but this is specifically artists under twenty. There's a lot of musicians that have been in the in this field with. Um, careers that start when they're as young as like sometimes nine, 10 years old. Uh, I think the Jackson five is a good example of that. That's kind of common in some of these bands that have families where the kids' parents are producers or they're in the music industry and they really want their kids to shine. I <laughs> uh, see it a lot. Sometimes it's really good and it's uh, successful. And there have been a few that everybody knows. Uh, but uh, I think a Jonas Brothers are another one. Um, we've talked about Hane, you know, bands like that. They've all had parents that were in the industry. So. That's uh yeah that could be a good thing and a bad thing and it happens in, with like actors and stuff like that too but uh, for my for my pick I would say it's a bad thing <laughs> she cut she uh, came out with a lot of really good music um, she started at sixteen this is Amy Winehouse um, and the song is Back to Black. Back to Black is also uh, the name of the album. Uh, this came out in 2006. Uh, I believe she started out with a producer, Simon Fuller, and then she left that in, like, I don't know, 2002. Uh, Back to Black was her second release and her last major release. Um, so that that's... Uh, and it's awful. <laughs> um, yeah, so Amy Winehouse, uh, she was uh, pretty young. And she was only uh, 27 years old. In uh, 2011, she had alcohol poisoning. Uh, she was... She had a lot of addiction. She sings about it. I'm back to black. It was a lot of uh, mention of of the lifestyle and you know back to black. The song that's definitely about like her life, men, um, you know, issues that she runs into, stuff like that. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, a really good, catchy kind of. I think it's kind of bluesy. Um, you know, R and B's got soul, but it's also pop. Uh, did really well. Her voice is great, and you know she. Was a kid that's crazy right when i was 16 i don't think i could have done that <laughs> if i did i probably would have you know run into issues too i could see how that's easy to happen but uh um, definitely like i like this song i like the album it was, it was top in the charts when it came out so um what do y'all think of uh amy winehouse and uh back to black they trying to make me go to rehab. One of the biggest hits on that album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, she was definitely a tortured soul, but she was a beautiful soul at the same time. Um, but, you know, Back to Black is definitely one of those tracks. It's like you listen to the hurt in her voice and you can feel her pain in essence. Um, but you can also celebrate her because she was able to give her talents to the world. And yeah, there was, it's a lot of ups and downs with a lot of artists, especially when they're children or child artists or kids artists. Um, young enough, but you get used up by the system quickly. Um, you don't really have a say so in what you do. You just do what you're told. Essentially, you go where you need to go. And that's the thing about getting caught up in the music business. It is not a developing 
flipping situation. When you're hot and somebody thinks of you as a hot product or something of a, a quick find, you get thrown into a whirlwind. You are, are thrown in production you, with people that you don't know, with people that are older than you, that are telling you what to say and how to say it. Um, you got, you know, people that are instructing you to go to this place, meet this person, do this thing. The limelight is real, but that limelight burns. And it's it's not a fun place for kids, especially if you don't have that solid foundation around you in order to keep you grounded. And she did not have a solid foundation. So it just came out within the music. Music was her escape along with the drugs. But at the same time, it's also what took her in. So, man, I'm glad that you brought this up and you brought up the good factor about the music industry. It is not made for the weak. And that is a very strong statement because you can easily get swallowed up in everything that's going on and, and lose yourself in the process. And there's a lot of things that people can do that with, but this industry is specifically designed for that. They use you for what they can use you for and they toss you out like yesterday's food. And she just got caught up in that type of situation. But beautiful song, man. Definitely beautiful song. And I've always loved her voice. I've always loved British soul. I think we covered that before. It's like they have a little more soulful touch in, in their their music and it's because you know the pain and trials and tribulations they go through which they don't have as much as far as openness as we do there's, there's a lot of judgmental people over there but you know for the most part you know she definitely gave out her best and so i like the pig and i love it yeah thanks yeah i i am a big fan of this album uh i i really like amy winehouse um, this album definitely, when it came out, I, you know, I took notice, um, her, her voice is incredible. It's, it's eternal. Um, it also helps that you had the, the Dap Kings as the backup band on that album, as well as Sharon Jones band. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. so, you know, that, that's great too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Amy, Amy Winehouse definitely, Definitely a star that was, you know, extinguished way too early. And yeah, just the, the song's incredible. There's so many good songs on here. Um, you know, I, I think that was probably the first album that I heard. You know, I went back and I think I listened to, I listened to, what was it called? Frank? Was that the first one? Frank in 2002. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but this, this is, this is definitely the, the album for me. And, um, yeah, this is such a, such a great song. Um, such a talent. And I highly recommend the documentary, uh, Amy, Amy as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so well put together. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah. It's good choice. I mean, you, can, you can't go wrong with any of those songs from that album. Uh, it was a tour de force for sure. So it deserves uh, a, yeah, it, exactly. Uh, thank for saying that. I, I think that it definitely deserves like the album deserves a, a listen. <laughs> Maybe another episode, but yeah, it's like, uh, uh just. First thing I thought of, you know, like younger artists was how she was so profound, but yet uh, disturbed and uh, hurt. And, you know, she went through a lot of struggle. I don't know if they get a lot of like if artists like Amy Winehouse get a lot of help um, when they're trying to put an album out or when they when the when the industry wants them to put an album out. But then they also have like addiction and stuff like that that takes them out uh, of work for sometimes years. In her case, they did that. Uh, and she had her comebacks. And that's all people could think about was how she was addicted to stuff and drugs and alcohol and who who doesn't have a thing <laughs> but when you're famous that's you know that's even worse i think uh, 
Yeah. It, so I, I really like the song. I've heard it before. Um, I'm pretty sure I've listened to the album at, at least a couple of times. But yeah, uh, a really great, great pick for sure. And yeah, um, yeah, you just can't. It, you know, I'm just kind of repeating everybody else. But yeah, it's I don't know what else to say. It, a really good pick. So I, I guess I, I kind of knew that she'd start out early. I didn't realize she was kind of one of those like a Fiona Apple, like just <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, raised okay. to like music and play every instrument possible type of thing. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's, you know, that's, I guess it's unfortunate that she was <laughs> raised that way. She kind of like was a free spirit at a young age. And, you know, you give us what you're given like this authority to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. but you also get, you're given like this like freedom of doing too much, you know, but yeah, Fiona Apple's a good one too, but, um, well, she was a, definitely a little bit earlier, but yeah, like her, her, uh, her studio work did start in her teens for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, and it definitely, uh, definitely puts a toll on you. Right. For what we've seen. But yeah, no, that's a great album. Uh, great voice. I'm glad we got a little, got to hear a little bit of her while she was with us. So, so uh, yeah. So now that I'm talking to you, Tosh, what was your, uh, what was your pick? What was my pick? <laughs> um, okay. So um, just to, so my oldest, um, you really used to like this person um, a lot. And so that's where I first heard this. It's not like I tracked down this artist, uh, but, you know, because I was subject yes, to. <laughs> oh, <my>. yes, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I learned I heard several albums. This one always stood out. Uh, because the song itself is really good, plus the rap part. And so, I, and to make it extra challenging for this episode, it, I specifically went for an artist that was under 20 for the song recording. It actually has two people on it. They're both under 20. <laughs> um, so I picked the song uh, Never Say Never uh, by Justin Bieber, and it has Jaden uh, Pinkett Smith on it <laughs> rapping. And it, so it's the remix version. And um, I don't know. I I really like the song. I mean, it's a, it's a catchy song for sure. It gets stuck in your your head. It's a bit of an earworm. Uh, the rap part <laughs> is it, I enjoy. It, you gotta understand this is like 2010. I think it's when it came out. Like so, this is before the um, the the um, sequel Star Wars movies. So you know, this was like back when anybody said anything Star Wars, you're like, ooh, Star Wars. You know, this is before we, we got Ray and, and you know the other three movies. So um, it's interesting because the rap is kind of like uh, him dissing his older brother, and you're like, he's 12 and he's rapping and dissing his older brother, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Like that's recorded for Thanksgiving dinners. Like, remember when you did this? <laughs> so, yeah. But, oh man, yeah. So, but it's more it than was... a Thanksgiving dinner trivia. <laughs> <laughs> remember that shitty time with your family? Like, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I just, uh, but it, and I, I'm going to call it now. I'm going to call my shot. Like, and probably. 10 to 20 years this song will be used in some superhero movie <laughs> probably the end the credits <laughs> it, maybe i don't know it should have been used for never back down with what's his name yeah <laughs> but it, it wasn't so but that's right 
I'm calling it now. So, yeah. I think the older stuff. So is it Jaden uh, Smith? That's yeah. uh, that's the child of Will Smith, right? That's right. Yes. It, okay. And supposedly this, and this yeah. supposedly this came out and was used in the Karate Kid. I don't yeah. remember the song in the Karate Kid. The Karate yeah. Kid three or four or five or no, the Karate the, Kid that he made. The yeah, the, the Karate Kid, the, the one that had Jackie Chan, and it should have been called Kung Fu Kid because it's all in China. I never saw that. I don't, I don't want to see that either. <laughs> I'm good with that shit. But it's Jackie uh, Chan. Fuck. I'm just saying. No, Jackie yeah. Chan's cool. It was it was but. better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. but, but it should have been called Kung Fu Kid. Yes. Oh, just, no, just, damn, just, no, just clarity on my, on my behalf. I thought Kung Fu was Japanese and Karate was Chinese. No, karate. Am I all the way wrong? Yep. Wow. <laughs> There's something new every day. Oh, okay. That's a good clarification. Thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> We're way off track. I know. Way off track. Yeah. Way off track. I'll, I'll never say uh, that I like this song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I think, yeah. But I do think that Jaden adds something to it. <laughs> so with Jaden, and I'm not, I'm not saying, here's the thing. Justin Bieber now is actually a lot better of an artist. He sounds pretty good. He's on the radio all the time. Um, he went through similar issues as some of these other artists do when they start when they're teenagers. Or I mean, he was like, how old was he when he started? Like 12? Or? Yeah. Well, on yeah. this song, he was 17 and Jaden was 12 on, on yeah, this okay. particular and she's song. Another, so. Yeah, she's a she's affected by it too because her parents are like everywhere in, in Hollywood yeah. you know like she's affected by the same kind of thing as an artist starting out earlier oh you know what I mean I got you I are Jayden? you talking oh Jaden's a he Jaden's a boy he I'm sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was uh, like, I was like huh <laughs> okay, you're thinking of Willow which is the other his sibling yeah there is two kids I, I, I don't mm-hmm. follow the Smiths okay F me uh <laughs> Anyway. Well, three, but the older brother is not in the music industry. He wanted to be behind the scenes. He had a unibrow for the longest time. I was trying to figure out why. But actually, yeah, and I know Jaden. Jaden was in a film with Will, wasn't he? Didn't they do yeah. like Yeah, okay. Beyond Earth or Apple. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, but he's he started out pretty young. Um, kind of like, you know, like other artists, Justin Bieber, you know. But yeah, that's definitely uh, I've seen the transition from him going to the early years to now. I definitely like his newer stuff. Yeah, the older stuff not so much. <laughs> Maybe he didn't like it either. I don't know. He was so pissed. But. Yeah, but it, what's the other kind of interesting thing is like it's weird because like there's such a it it doesn't seem like there should be, but there's such a market for for teenage singers like because they have them do like the uh, yeah. pop album and then their acoustic album and then they do concerts and you're like and like half of the time they like make it for like 10 years and then they're gone you know you're like <laughs> you know because they they aged out you know and then they they find the next <laughs> teen teenage kid <laughs> to sing to all the, the the teenage girls and then yeah they got 10 years to make a transition else they're done <laughs> So you see, you see, you know, with Molly Cyrus too, she went from Disney stuff to, you know, like the more serious, better, better yeah. music, in my opinion. But <laughs> that's debatable, I guess. But you know, I don't even know if uh, Jaden's a he or she. So what the fuck do I do? Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> 
So what do you got, Dietrich? <laughs> oh, oh, did we all? Uh, yeah. oh, no, I don't. We're skipping. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did we not? <laughs> well, we haven't finished talking about how we feel about the song. Right. Yeah, go, go oh, ahead. We're still on this? Uh, yeah. So I think the conversation about the difference, differences between the two Karate Kid movies is a better conversation <laughs> than, uh, than this, this song. So, um, this is another example of it's, it's not for me, right? Like I, I get why people might like Justin Bieber. I'm just not the right, I'm not the right audience. Um, this song certainly did not make me a, a, a believer. Um, I think that's what they call them, right? Believers. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, it's maybe a little sad that I know that. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's no, no, no. Okay. I just, no. I mean, it makes sense that, uh, that like, at least like, I mean, your daughter, daughter listened to it. And so through osmosis, you picked it up. Mm hmm. It, I'm glad that you started with that because otherwise I'd be like, why are you listening to Justin Bieber? <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, not for me. Not for you. Okay. Not for me. It, so it, it was another Waxworks 2 for you, right? It's like <laughs> I'd rather watch Waxworks 2 on loop instead of having to listen to this song for four minutes again. Okay. <laughs> Again, we digress. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm not going to take it that far. Um, but I will you know, agree with some of the sentiments um, that my colleague just mentioned. I, I will say that it's not for me. I know it's not for me. I'm not in that pop realm. Even when he was 17, I wasn't in that pop realm. But I understand it mainly because teenagers are the number one selling group when it comes to pop music because they're always over advertising the heartthrobs, right? Um, that's why they start them off young so they can build up that core group of individuals that will love them and buy everything, any kind of merch that they got, especially now during the internet phase where anything can be accessible. You can go out and buy Justin Bieber's draws on Amazon and they'll do it. So I completely understand it. The music itself, yeah, not so much. Um, but you can buy his I, drawers. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, his, his underwear. What the fuck? Um, yeah, they auctioned right. off his underwear and, and a napkin that he touched when he was in London, and and you know all kind of crazy stuff out here on the internet that, that people can get a hold of. So it's it's really That's crazy. He is, yeah, and he is also one of those kids that has gone through the ringer when it comes to his his not only personal life but also his on screen life is his being around people he's developed social anxiety he had to get in touch with the spiritual side in order to try and push through things he was definitely on the wrong track um almost looking gangster like in, in some of his situations so you know to see him come out on top and actually be better than what he was before still making music but doing it at his own pace i'm completely with it um yeah the song not so much but i understand the song and shout out jaden smith he actually created his own lane when it came to rap and built his own cult following off of that and um you know uh he he say i am an icon and he definitely has carried on that torch um for for a lot of his his ventures that he's gotten into so i'm not mad at him either but i i can't do the song again so yeah but i mean that's why i did the remix because i thought i'd give you a little bit of both something to work with because it, I, I felt that Jaden, like his rap was pretty good. Like, I just, I just saw Disney. I don't know what that shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
just give it a little magic marker and be drawing the Mickey Mouse ears. And, and yeah, that's, that's that's what I felt when I heard the track. But I understand the track that it fixed the theme perfectly. Right. Yeah. What's going on? So yeah, we're good. Okay. So what did you what did you have uh, for your pick? What was your idea of a good artist under twenty, uh, Dietrich? So um, I kind of went left. My initial pick was going to be Chris Brown, only because I know he was definitely out as a teenager um, when he got released or when he released his music. Um, it took a while to get him on, and now he's like one of the biggest stars that's out there. Um, I wanted to go a different route because this individual definitely reminds me of an Amy Winehouse, somebody who was totally talented and life cut short at the same time based on their own demons. And so... I went with the artist who was a Southside artist, um, not very well known, but then he released a particular song, taking a sample from an artist that we all know and love. And um, the artist finally did give his clearance for the sample, but he took a shitload of money from it. But it actually propelled this particular artist into you know another stratosphere. So who I'm talking about is artist known as Juice World. Um, he was, he's a rapper. It's called the SoundCloud rapper during the time frame, which was a lot of these rappers came out with their own style, their own kind of, um, hippie-ish type, gangster-ish type, don't care about the world type feelings. Um, like Little Pump and, and, and Ghost, Ghost is Perp and a whole bunch of other people like that. So, um, Juice World, um, he released a song called Lucid Dream. I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. It's to the point why I love and I hate you and I cannot change you. So you probably heard it all over the map. Um, they definitely played it, played the shit out of it. It was produced by, uh, I want to say Mike Mira um, from one half of uh, Internet Money. Uh, which is a, a production company, a two a tandem producer group. Um, they actually came together, formed a song in like 15 minutes and, you know, took a sample from Sting. Um, you know, we all love Sting and we definitely know his music and where he came from. But um, he took a particular sample from a song from Sting. Uh, that particular sample was right off the top of my head. I forgot the name of it. Um, no, Nick Miller. My bad. It was Nick Miller. And where did that sample come from? Y'all remember that song? Oh, Shape of My Heart. My bad. Um, so it was Sting Shape of My Heart. They originally got no clearance. Um, the producer just made the track off of Sting's track, but then turned around and actually like got clearance later on. But Sting took like 80% of their publishing on the shit. So every time they played the song, he pretty much got paid. They didn't. But Juice World was 18, 17 or 18 at the time. Um, we released it in September of 2017. Um, we actually died in 2019 um, uh, at the age of 21. And so it was because of a drug overdose. He actually was on a plane. He was recording himself online. Um, it was a private jet, but they had to take the drugs, um, try to hide them. And he wound up swallowing the pills and try to hide them from customs and everybody else was coming on the plane. And uh, wind up, you know, passing away from it. So it definitely took a toll on the web industry. Um, it took a toll on the young industry as well. 
just because he was such a talented artist. He grew up with a strict background, so his parents never let him do nothing. But once he got out and started developing his own sound, um, he was really killing it. His freestyles were crazy. He could play multiple instruments. He was one of those talented artists that get caught up in their own demons. And because of that, this is a situation that's at hand. So this was his legacy. Um, he definitely had other songs that kind of peaked out, but this is the one that took over all the waves. And this will be the one that, you know, he's practically known for. So what do y'all think about Juice World Lucid Dreams? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, I always like the stuff that you present that I've never heard of. I haven't listened to a lot of R&B, hip hop, rap, um, you know, growing up, but yeah, I like the, the slow beat. I like the, uh, just the background, like, you know, production on the music other than his vocals and the vocals are great too it's a lot it's very studio i mean very well put together studio music and yeah that definitely does well in movies and um i mean it's just i'm sure the whole album's really good i've only listened to the song (laughs) i need to give the album a listen very unfortunate that his life has ended so short um it does sound very similar to the situation that's happening with just people that get their start at a young age. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how it can happen so easily over and over again. Haven't we learned our lesson? But I guess like money and fame is like, you know, you can't control it, right? It's a beast. Right. Money is definitely a beast. Fame is the all, all in all monster because fame, especially in that type of world, can get you open in any door. Like it literally has a key that can open any door and get you in any situation. And if you don't have the right folks around you, it will swallow you up because you don't have you don't have no say so in which way is up or down, left, right or whatever. You would literally have to come in as your own producer, your own manager, your own yeah. whatever the case in point may be in order to understand everything about the business. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people don't see. Like, for example, I've known several artists that literally had their own drug dealer on staff and they would pay them money just to supply yeah. them drugs for whatever venture that they went out to, whatever club they performed at, whatever city they went to. This person was the plug to get them their drug. And it was crazy because it's like, how do you, as a record label, allow that person to be on retainer when you know that this artist could very well be here for years and decades performing and doing such crazy music? Um, so it's, but that's the way you feed the beast. If you keep somebody down, they don't know exactly what to do with themselves. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of artists that can tell you that they had to come out of certain situations or out of certain labels just because. Hey, Tosh. So, um, yeah, that's, that was a, that's a good observation, man. What does anybody else think about Juice World, um, so, Lucid Dreams? Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard of, of the artists. Um, and if I, if I, if I had, I, I don't recall. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, it is, uh, it is tragic to, to hear what, uh, what happened to him. Um, you know, and, and to think about what else he could have accomplished. Um, how many albums did he release? Ooh, uh, that I couldn't honestly tell you off top, and I don't want to be a jerk about it and throw somebody out. Cause the first thing that will happen is, um, it'll be somebody that'll correct this in the, in the chat and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, that's oh, cool. 
Yeah. yeah. So, but I do know that he released several singles. Matter of fact, there's a single out right now with him and Corday. Um, it's called Doomsday, and so it's literally them two rapping on top of an Eminem track. Um, and and both of them are actually killing it. So it's it's one of those situations. It's like. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. If he was here today, he'd be smashing it. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I really, I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely need to uh, to see what else um, he he had offered to the world. Um, I, I definitely enjoy what what I have listened to. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see what else what else Five is spinning. Five albums. Five albums. Yeah, and all of them had a had an undertone to them. Um, it was it was goodbye and good riddance. That was his first. Um, then you had uh, Juice World on drugs. Um, a world on drugs. And you had Death Race for Love. Um, you also had uh, Legends Never Die, and his last one was Fighting Demons. So he definitely uh, played up to that whole between heaven and hell type situation. Um, you know, there's a lot of artists that actually dictate themselves on that. And I think you were talking about that earlier, Darren, when you were talking. Uh, Damon, I say there. Damon, you were talking about that earlier um, when you brought up Amy Winehouse and how she kept yeah. that dark telling about her. You know, Juice World was one of those individuals the same way. So um, it's definitely a tortured soul, but a beautiful soul at the same time. So it, it, I liked it a lot. I had never um, heard the song before. Um, it, it's really catchy, like the messaging behind it. Um, I just got off of finish watching uh, Too Hot to Handle. And you're like, this is a perfect song for that show. Because this is one of those songs you play right when somebody's crying. It's, it, it's somebody, somebody switched to somebody else. It's like, because it's interesting because they play the music. You're like, I have no idea what this song is. And it's like, it's okay. But like, if this came on, it'd be like, oh, I know this song. So, but that, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm like. So, it's like, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> All, All right. right, I'm gonna shut up now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't shut up. Never. Uh, yeah. So, last but not least, got a Brandon's pick. What did you pick for your artist under twenty, man? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah. there were a lot that came to mind. You know, some very um, you know famous. Famous musicians that started really early on, but then I wanted to go with something a little different and something I remember hearing back when it first came out in the 90s. And the song I picked is from the artist Johnny Lang, and the song is called Lie to Me. came out in 1997 and uh he was only 15 when this album was released um he had actually turned 16 a day after the album was released so he recorded this thing when at least he was like 15 years old his uh debut album was with a band called kid johnny lang in the big bang and he was only 14 years old and that was called smoking um, he is a guitar virtuoso. He started playing guitar with, uh, for his friends when he was 12 years old. And then around that same age, he went and joined this band in Fargo called Bad Medicine Blues Band. 
and that's when they changed their name to the Kid Johnny Lang. Um, this album lied to me, and and the song. This was his big studio debut. Um, he had actually even released an album the following year called uh, Wander the World. So he had already two albums under his belt before he was even twenty. Um, Johnny Lang had has toured with the Rolling Stones, Buddy Guy, BB King. Um, you know. It, when you listen to the song, The Lie to Me, when it first came out, I couldn't believe that he was just 15, 16 years old. You know, his voice kind of sounds, it sounds mature, you know, and and the song itself definitely wasn't written by a 15 year old. Um, but I felt like he, he sang it pretty well. Like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a pretty good song for a kid doing blues. Um, you know, of course, he's not a kid anymore. He was born in 1981. So he's, he's around our age. Um, but I mean, you know, 16 years old and, uh, you're playing guitar the way you are and you're singing the way you are. That's, that's, yeah, it's a major talent. Um, and, yeah, I just, uh, I've, I've always liked the song. Yeah, I've always enjoyed Johnny Lang. Um, and, uh, yeah, this was the one that, that definitely made me take notice. And, and, uh, when you talk about under 20, under 20 musicians, you know, this is a guy that should be in the conversation for sure. So, um, yeah, that's my choice. Uh, what did you guys think? Oh, I thought he, I thought he was great. Uh, reminds me a little bit of the Peterson brothers that are local to Austin. I believe they were they're from here. I've seen them live a little bit uh, a couple times. But yeah, I always love it when you like a blues artist is young and they like are fascinated with the guitar and that's the kind of music that you really have to put a lot of emotion and time into as a young artist i think it's like it's a good i get i think therapeutic thing too uh music in general but yeah i can't believe how young he was when he was starting off and how great he sounds yeah that's that is really really truly amazing that's like that should be an inspiration for any young artist that wants to uh is thinking about doing music for a career or just wants to start a band and and do that i kind of did that when i was younger tinkered around with being in bands and stuff like that it was it was always like a nice relief from whatever you got going on as a kid or a teen you know but yeah great, great pick man i really like it a lot thanks for introducing me to this artist so uh, brandon i got asked uh, uh johnny lang or ralph macchiano <laughs> ralph macchiano i don't think i actually played guitar <laughs> I, I so I, I enjoyed it. Wait, wait, who's Ralph, Ralph Macchiano? I think he's saying Ralph Macchio. Uh, <laughs> Ralph Macchio. Okay. There we go. He's yeah. Saying well, we all, we've yeah. all made mistakes. Yeah. So, so. I didn't want to. I don't want to like make him feel bad. So I went with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if it was like a composer or something. Or so uh, Macchiano, Jerry. So what did you think about? Yeah. Ralph Macchio. Sorry, added an extra syllable there. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, no, I I liked it a lot. You know, you know me. I I, I like the blues. Um, I yeah, I enjoyed it. I was kind of surprised. I didn't look up. I was I was hoping you were going to tell me. You know, what his age was when he sang it, and it it's interesting because I think what's interesting is like you can tell. I mean, you can tell that somebody's really good at the blues, especially when they're younger. But there's still a small. I mean, it's like ninety nine percent there, right? But there's still that one percent that you can tell that they haven't lived a full enough life for the blues. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but like ninety nine percent of it, it's there and it's great and it's better than I'll ever do for sure. So, but yeah, it, but I, I enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I guess it's left on me. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely liked it. Um, I remember that video. I remember him. And all I can remember thinking was, hey, no fucking way he wrote this song. Hey, <laughs> 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 no way he wrote this song. Then I actually seen a video of him playing the guitar. And I was like, okay, I get it. He he damn near is a blues prodigy within his own right. I think um he definitely got slept on um by a certain part of the industry only because uh he wasn't promoted as much as he should have been later on. But I also think he kinda he kinda took his own path, which is a very hard thing to do when you're young. They wanna promote you so quickly and get you out to the masses, especially if it's something that's new or hadn't been done before. And here he is like, Hey, I just want to play music. So um he kinda won on that aspect. Um, I haven't kept up with him over the years, but I definitely know during that time frame he was doing interviews and a whole bunch of stuff. And he was an old soul. Like you could tell he was around the right people at the right time because there's no way that just a young kid coming off the street be able to get in with some of the blues legends and be able to play in some of the houses that he's played in. So just by that fact alone, I love it. And listening to the sound that electric guitar starting off, yeah, I was all the way in it. So yeah, we're good. Cool. All right. Well, um, if, does anybody else have anything else they want to say before we flip the record? All right. I will take that as a no. So let's go ahead ahead and flip the record and drop that needle on side B. And Damon, you had some homework for us. Yeah, I did. Um, this is an artist that I've mentioned before. Uh, I think I brought him up in our favorite track for SNL episodes. Um, this is The Weeknd, one of my favorite artists. And I've actually, uh, I think I picked a song off of this uh, album before, but that's okay. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite albums recently. This is a newer album, uh, newer artist. Uh, the weekend is a little bit younger than me. Not too much, but, um, so he was born in 90. He's a, he's a Canadian going back to Canada. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> places to pick artists and albums from. Um, yeah. So I really like, uh, one of his latest albums came out after the pandemic started. I think it was kind of inspired by the grief and depression and thought process throughout the pandemic partly affected me too. I think a lot of people, um, you start thinking about the afterlife, <laughs> you start thinking about like your current life and you know, what you should be doing or what you shouldn't have done. And I think that's kind of, um, what Don FM is really kind of about <laughs> to me. Um, really interesting too on this album. There's a lot of like, uh, narration by different, different artists and actors. Actually, Jim, Jim Carrey, <laughs> uh, Tyler Creator, uh, Lil Wayne, uh, Quincy Jones does a whole, uh, soliloquy talks about his, like, uh, his upbringing. Quincy Jones is an, he's a producer artist. Uh, he's been around for a really long time. Uh, Grammy, Grammy Award nominees and um, yeah, no, he's won. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely been around. So he he has his whole spiel on one of the tracks. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, this is one of those like thought provoking albums that uh, I definitely really enjoyed. First half of the album's my favorite. I think it's like the first three, four, maybe five songs on the album are like they have a certain feel to them. And then it takes you to this other part of the album where it's like songs like tracks like Quincy Jones talking and then slower songs 
kind of like relationship uh tied lyrics and then you have like uh this whole like i guess like uh journey that the album takes you on which i think is kind of fun um as you're listening to the tracks you get like narration on uh i envision it's like the future and there's some kind of like gadget that puts you into the afterlife after you're dead you you're still alive somewhere uh, or it's like you know just while you're on your way out <laughs> but it's it's definitely a badass album um i would have to say i have a lot of favorite songs on here but one of my uh one of my favorite tracks was how do i make you love me That's kind of a scary, scary. Uh, the lyrics are a little bit scary because it's like a relationship where you know you're you're trying to, uh, or somebody that wants a relationship, or trying to make somebody love you. And um, yeah, the whole album goes up and down with different emotions. And you know, the weekend is definitely a great artist. I, I I love a lot of his stuff that he's all of his stuff really that he's come out with. I didn't think I would be a fan of an artist like the weekend, but like after hearing his stuff and he's involved. In like you know film and stuff like that i think that uh yeah he's definitely up there with one of my you know top top three for sure of like i'm always gonna want to hear the weekend's new stuff coming out he did he did some um he's done a lot of live shows recently uh, especially when this album came out i think he was doing uh something on like i think it was like prime uh amazon prime he had like his, his concerts on there and stuff like that but yeah, no, he's definitely like a provoking, thought-provoking artist. This album's thought-provoking. Um, it really took me on a, takes me on a journey every time. Every time I listen to this album, I'm always like, oh, wow, this is, I, I didn't catch that. Uh, but yeah, I definitely like, I, I like the feel of it. Um, this is a drive-fast album, and then it's a chill album. So it's got a lot of ups and downs, like I said. But, uh, we've talked about The weekend before. We didn't really get into this album. Uh I guess I would, I'm really interested to hear what you guys think about albums after the pandemic, during the pandemic and after. And if you think there was like a shift in music, a lot of shift in lyrics and stuff like that. But I, I, I know for sure this was uh, The weekend is, well, his name is, I, I don't know if I can say his middle name, but Abel Bacanin, Bacanin, uh, Tes- Tesfai, if I butchered it, sorry. But uh, yeah, I'm Abel. Not, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to try it. <laughs> Maybe that's why he goes by the weekend. But that awesome, what an awesome name, too. Uh, he's badass. I can't get enough of it. I don't know if you guys agree, but you might. I think you do. We've already talked about him before. What did you think about this album uh, specifically? Well, I'll I'll jump in. Um, so <laughs> it's... <sighs> I know it. I know well, no, no. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. Okay, it, I, I kind of disagree with your interpretation, though. Like, it's Dawn FM. Like, it's 5 a.m. So it's coming out oh, okay. it's into sunlight, right? So this is all the stuff with you fighting all the shadows before you get to hit the light of day, right? So this is you struggling with all the shadows, your demons, because you woke up in the middle of the night and you you can't go back to sleep. So you're you're there sitting in the darkness waiting for sunlight to come out. That's what this album is. It's not you waiting for death. It's waiting for you getting through all the crappy shit to get to the bright light of the sun coming upon you. It is that's why it's called dawn. It's not like dusk. Dusk is when you're dying. Like 
I don't know. It, that's well, me, but there's also you know a lot of people say they see a light when they die. <laughs> so I, I guess so. go to the light, Taj. Go to the light. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I so here's one thing I will say. I know we sometimes like that you know when albums have a lot of, like diverse like the songs are really different, right? This one I will admit they're very similar, but because they play up that's a radio station that you're listening to for the whole album it kind of works right um and so i like that journey yeah so and i will make admit that like some of the drum beats are very similar on on a lot of the tracks right uh but it, it works like as as it's it's telling its tale um, it, I like, I like the whole thing. I even like the, the second half. Um, it, I kind of just jumped in there to jump in there because I was like wondering what the heck you were saying. Uh, <laughs> I guess if I was to pick a song, I don't know. Can I wait? I'll let somebody else pick a song. <laughs> no. yep, you're already going. You're already uh, I got- no, he can, he can wait. That's fine. Okay. I'll wait. It's not, it's not his album, right? It's okay. <laughs> What? <laughs> I won't go back and complain because somebody took your song. I won't go That's back. Right. I won't go. I, I, I have Here, three I'll, picks. Okay, I'll go next. Okay. If, and then if Todd wants to chime in after I give you a my my favorite choice track, and I, I say that loosely. Um, <laughs> so here's what I got to say about this. Um, I'm not a weekend hater by any means. Like there's some songs that I, I've heard by the weekend that I actually do like. Um, but let me say this. Uh, if I turn on the radio and Don FM was the channel, I would change that dial right away. Um, mm. I did not like this very much. In fact, it was, it was hard for me to get through. Uh, I had to break it up into multiple sittings. I just did not have the patience for this album. Um, I, you know, and I listened to the whole thing. You know, I did the Dawn FM alternate world with the remixes and everything. And it was way too long. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. And, uh, it was just, I, yeah, I don't know. Like it's just not, it was not my cup of tea. And again, I, there are weekend songs that I like, but I just couldn't really get into this one. Um, I felt like all the songs, a lot of the songs just sounded so similar. They sounded very much the same to me. And there were moments where I'm like, did the song end or is it still going? Um, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really dig it. Um, you know, I, in fact, I, now that I'm thinking, uh, here on, on the podcast, I don't know if I've ever listened to a full album by the weekend. And I think it's mostly just been singles. So maybe I like the weekend in small doses. Uh, I can't, I can't listen to a full thing by him. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe I might enjoy some other stuff, but this just wasn't for me. I think the, again, it's the one that I listened to just the running time was way too much. And, uh, I just was not, I could never get in a mindset to really enjoy this. Um, I, I thought it was an interesting concept. You know, like there, there were certain things that I, I thought were kind of cool. Like some of the tracks, you know, kind of making it sound like you're on the radio. I thought that was, that was interesting, though I, it's been done before. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was, it wasn't my favorite thing. Um, yeah, I listened to it with, with Amy as well and she couldn't get really behind it either. So, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't for us. So, but you know. 
I can only speak for me, uh, but uh, though I did speak for her anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, she did. She did. T- uh, I think she did tell me to tell you she didn't really like it. So <laughs> yeah. well, you know what? And that's like you guys might or you might enjoy. Like I think he came out with like a greatest hits. There's like a yeah. compilation of like his like the number one hits. Like those, there are like you're saying there are songs that everybody wants to hear on the radio that, that you know his hits that came out with all his albums uh, multiple albums uh, but uh, some of the songs on here aren't my favorite either but that's like the yeah. middle of the the album I think kind of slows down a little bit um, the end I think picks back up for me the beginning of the first five songs I think are like just like my favorite uh, but uh, yeah yeah, and I, I would, I would, I would agree with you. I think the beginning of the album is definitely its strongest. Um, yeah. and it really tapers off. Um, so if I had to pick a choice track, it would have to be one of the earlier ones. And I would probably go with Take My Breath. Would probably be the one I would go with. Which yeah, I, think, I think it might be one of his one of the hits on here, which makes yeah. sense. I, I like those I like those singles by him, but I just didn't really like the I didn't like the, the whole album. So uh yeah I would say take take my breath. Nice. Yeah no I like that song too. It's got definitely like a really good beat to it. This is like stuff that could be remixed and has been remixed. It's cl- it's club music. It's uh, it's not club music. I mean, but for me, I think the album's uh, just one I really liked, and I you know I thought I'd share that it was my choice album. <laughs> um, I figured there would be mixed emotions with this, but uh, it's sort of like I think for me too. It's like I go to a place in my head when I hear when I hear music, and especially an album like this, I can kind of I can I can do work to this as I'm listening. I can drive my car. Um, I get lost in my own head, my own thoughts, you know, and it just creates this like my own version of what I think the album is or how it makes me feel. And um, yeah. And, and you said you did the remix, not the regular version. No, no, I did the one that he had said. Todd's getting technical now. He had said there's Don FM and then he did Don FM Alternate World. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's uh, the one I listened yeah. to. Oh, yeah. I I did the regular one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I messed up the. <laughs> I I think it's like very similar, but okay. Uh, well, it's it's a lot more. There's quite a few more tracks on okay. here. It's the deluxe version. There's stuff yeah. that oh, gotcha. doing now. They're releasing the regular version, and then they'll come out and say the deluxe version is the actual whole album, which is a crock of shit. If that was the case, you should have released it all at one time. <laughs> but it, it's a money ploy, so I'm not too much tripping on that. I understand the marketing behind it. Yeah, um, there's always like bullshit like yeah, that. Basically, outside of my two cents, um, just from where it's coming from, I, I, I gave it two caveats. One, because I knew it was a concept album. So when you're doing a concept album and you have a lot of leeway into like your your concept of where you want the album to go, I, I kind of back off of being harsh about it. Only because I want to see exactly what you're doing with it. And yes, the radio concept has been done before, but it has not been done in 2023. Not by a popular artist. So that was the other caveat that I gave. Um, so when it comes to the music itself, uh, you know, any kind of electro sound, any kind of, uh, you know, a throwback type of feel, that's what he's going into. That's been his lane for the past like three, four years. That's, that's where he's sticking at. And I get it. 
Um, as far as tracks on the song or tracks on the album, like Take My Breath is definitely the single. That's, that's, that's one of those lead singles that you can't get past. Um, and you know, the, the, the concept, the way that it feels is, is trying to be on the dark side of things, which I kind of felt where Taj was coming from just before you hit the light. It was like you've been driving all night trying to get to your destination. And that's that's where the album goes with. And it's got upbeat songs at first, and then it starts tapering off as you get to the back end of things. I think for me, the only thing that throws me off about the weekend, and I've been a big weekend fan. I love, you know, his first single from Groovy Love with, with Drake coming all the way up, up until now is for me, the sound is, I don't want to say stagnant because it's, it's not, it's not just floating in the air kind of stagnant, but I'm waiting for the switch up. Um, he came in literally talking about drugs. Every song was about drugs. Right. And then he started switching up a little bit of the, the lingo and a little bit of the slang within within his lyrics and everything just kind of came out to the forefront. And then people started loving him because they're, they're taking the music and they're just riding with it because it's beautiful music. And then you get to the point where it's like, OK, he seems like he's growing and he's switching up his style and he's coming out with something new. But I feel like I've been on this way for the past you know three years with him. So I don't know exactly how to take it. I do love their instrumentation. I do love the production behind the scenes. I love certain songs. Sacrifice was my song. That's the one that it means. Like, you know, that's a that's a damn good song. Production all the way through, everything's cool. I do want to see his switch up right about now. And not to say that he has to, he can stay in this lane till he's blue in the face. But I kind of want to see where his switch up angle is going to come from and how he's going to proceed moving forward with music. Because he's definitely created a lane where it's the weekend's lane. But how long in this popcorn society are we going to keep listening to it before it becomes, you know, stale and nobody really wants to listen to it except for his core fans? And then you stop seeing the promotions for the weekend and then he does the Vegas tour. Actually, you know, he's on a boat somewhere and then, you know, falls off. I want to see the switch up that's going to bring in a new wave of music. And I really think he can push that needle. I'm hopeful too, yeah. I think that I think that's definitely like the direction. But uh, yeah, I think I think this album came out, like, like I said, like he was got to put a different style album out but it was too depressing and he was pretty down over the pandemic too it just Mm -hmm. he couldn't deal with it you know but this Mm -hmm. 80 the 80s vibe like you just said that's part of the draw for me um i really dig synths kind of like alternative like views of synths and the new synths and that mixed with like the hip hop style of the weekend. And I mean, just one of my favorite fucking albums. <laughs> uh, but like, mm-hmm. I get stuck in the middle a little bit. But yeah, the first five are like my favorite. And then I think Out of Time is pretty good. And then it gets like, you know, up, it goes up and down. And then towards the end, it's like better again for me. So. But I just I feel like I've got on a journey like you all are saying, and I, you know it's probably different for all of us. Um, can't make anybody like this album, <laughs> but I think a lot of people liked it. It, it, it was a hit. But um, yeah, I hope I hope we hear something different soon, and I think we I'm confident that we will. Um, he just fucking he's killing it, man. I want to see him live. I want I want to hopefully someday I can travel and see my favorite artists. I think he'd be a good one to travel for for sure. So. Wasn't he at Coden at one point in time? 
And Coda? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I want to say he was, but I'm not for sure. Don't quote it, me on that. So If he I was, it was before that. I was going to Coda. Got now it. I try to get out there to see music, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't so, think so, but he could have been. So I'm going to pick uh, Best Friends. Of Toxic Club, it tore us apart. Things you want, I'm not looking for. You're my best friend now. Nice. Yeah, I like that. So, did, I like your pick. Yeah. So, it, it, so just to make sure I get the analogy right, so is this kind of like weekend stuck in like Coldplay's uh, cold to the head, and we're waiting for Viva La Viva, like when Coldplay oh, changes it up? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. That's it's like when the artist knows what's happening. <laughs> yeah. They look back and they're like, "Oh yeah, that was one of those deals." <laughs> Well, you know, I got another album song yeah. out now. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it, it was definitely one of those change-ups, and I, I definitely get it. Um, well, I'm waiting for the change-up, and, and I get the concept, and yeah, I'm literally waiting for that club play switch-up that's going to, like, rock the world and become stadium music, and you know, everybody's going to fall in love with them all over again. Because that special he did, uh, that, uh, that movie, that was not it. <laughs> Right. That was not it. But I mean, you, did you go, get a chance to watch the live concerts? The recent I ones? watched some of the live concerts. Yes, I have watched some of yeah. the live concerts. He, he definitely puts on a show. Don't don't get it twisted by any performer, man. That that falsetto gets on my nerves sometimes. But when the right song comes on, it's like I can't be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? So. It's like Dave Matthews. He dropped out for a while. <laughs> and then everybody started hating on him, even the people that liked him. Then they started hating themselves for liking him and then and then it mm-hmm. got better. So mm-hmm. when you're when you're truly a good fucking artist, man, you get you're gonna have all kinds of reviews. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites. Uh maybe that makes me weird. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm wondering like, what is my taste in music? But I don't give a shit what other people think about it. In the end, I am happy to talk about it though so thanks for well you should damon like what you like (laughs) hell yeah i just didn't like it um all right so before we sign off uh taj you have some homework for us for next time uh yeah (laughs) i i have some homework um so you know Damon decided to do, you know, a dawn, you know, I figured I'd just do a whole damn day instead. So uh, I'm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually picking, uh, Moody Blues, uh, days of future past, uh, remastered. So not deluxe with the extended songs and not, um, there was another one that had like, yeah, I was just doing basic standard remastered, um, you know, song that the uh, version of the album. Um, I had never heard it before until I picked it for this, and I was like mind blown. I was like crazy. So, but yeah, Moody Blues. So sweet. All right. So everybody, make sure you listen to that uh, for next time. And uh, Taj, why don't you go ahead and say your stuff? Sure thing. Uh, this has been Choice Tracks. Uh, you can find this on our website of choicetracks.com or email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. We have matching playlists on both uh, Pandora and Spotify. So you can you know listen and do the homework while you're listening to all the other tracks. Um, we do ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Starboy. <laughs> <laughs> we can't reference. Uh, no, no, anyway, I'm Dietrich, and uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning on those choice tracks.